0: Excited to be with y'all here this morning, just the opportunity to to go through God's Word. It's always a blessing that God's chosen to reveal Himself, the one true God, to to His creation, to us. Those who have rebelled against Him and those that have been redeemed, just just thankful for that. Today, we're going through Psalms. We're in Psalm 89. If y'all want to turn there with me. And we've been going through the Psalms looking at uh, God as King, Jesus as King, the proclaimed King that's coming. And we're going to continue in that today. And we're going to see that King Jesus, the, the love of our God, our King, it's a steadfast love. And this Psalm that we're going to dive into, it's, gonna, it's coming out of the midst of suffering. There's suffering that's going on. I want to start off, there, there are multiple types of suffering that, that we can, can face. I think of Job, right? Where Satan comes before uh, God, and God says, Have you considered my servant Job? He is faithful to me. And, and then Job is undergoing suffering. And then you have, I think of Joseph and his brothers. His brothers out of jealousy, they sell him into slavery. And he's in prison. He's suffering. But the Lord is using that to to rise him up and to fill the promises that God gave to Abraham. So those are a couple of sufferings. Today we're going to look at a suffering that that comes from the punishment of disobedience of God. Uh, That's what this psalm is driving at. That's what this suffering is coming from. It's coming from a disobedience. Um, So that's what we'll look at today. Let's pray, and then we're going to dive in. Father, thank you. Thank You for Your Word. Father, thank You for those that are gathered here. Father, we can come together and worship You, the one true God. Father, open our our eyes and our hearts to receive Your Word with joy. Father, even in in the midst of suffering, Father, You are a a God of love. A, A steadfast love endures. Father, our King Jesus has displayed His steadfast love for us. And that will not go away. Father, we long for his return. And it's in your son's name we pray. Amen. So, this suffering of of punishment, disobedience, it got me thinking of a couple examples. I think of a little kid, right? Your parents love you, or they care for you. Those that are overseeing you, they love you, they discipline you. And man, maybe you're grounded, and you're like, how long is this going to go on? Maybe it's even 10 minutes. And you're like, man, it feels like it's been eternity. Right? You're just waiting. There's this groaning of, man, let me, let me get back to the way things were. Let me get back to my life. Or uh, I think of work. Maybe you're in the workplace. Maybe you've had some experience there for a while. And then you make a mistake. It's a costly mistake. And then you're in the doghouse. <laughs> and you're, you're wondering, man, when am I going to get out of this doghouse? When do I come back into to good standing. Or I think of someone who's gone, uh, you're in prison. You love your family. You've made a commitment with your, your spouse. But you've made a mistake. And you're facing the consequences from it. And you're wondering, man, am, am I getting back to, to my family? Is that love still there? Is that, that longing? You're in suffering, and you're longing for the love of those around you. So... And that's what's going on in Israel. Israel, this is uh, a people of God's chosen people. They were chosen to be a light to all nations. They were to holy, unique, separate from all of them, that the nations would look at them and say, Man, this people, they serve the one true God. He is the God. Israel has disobeyed, they've pursued idols. They're not pursuing just God. They've worshipped idols. And as they've worshipped idols, God has brought punishment uh, upon them. And that's the suffering that that they're undercoming. They've turned from their Lord. They've worshipped idols. And now their enemies, those that do not know or honor or worship God, are ruling over them. And this psalm, it's a cry out to God. God, remember, remember your covenant love for us. We're hurting, Father, how much longer? That's what we're looking at today. And it begins with a praise. In verse, eight, in verse 1, I will sing of the steadfast love of the Lord forever. With my mouth, I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I said, "Steph's love will be built up forever. In the heavens you will establish your faithfulness. You have said, I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn to David my servant. I will establish your offspring forever and build your throne for all generations. Salah. Here's a break. Alright, the song begins, it sets up what's about to unfold. The the author, he is singing of the steadfast love of God. So the steadfast love, the the word here is hesed, And this hesed love, you might have a couple of different translations that you might see. It could be mercy, the mercies of God. Uh, It could be the favor of God. You might see the graciousness of God. It's this loving kindness. That continues. It's undeserved. It's gifted upon you. This steadfast love of the Lord and the use of the Lord here is Yahweh. This is the covenant God. This is Yahweh. Moses says, how do I tell this people that it's you that have sent me, God? He says, my name is, I am who I am. I am Yahweh. I am. Yahweh, the covenant language here. Man, I I will sing of your love, your faithfulness to all generations. It will be built up. There's this building of up. There's this swearing uh, to David, the servant, right? The king. We looked at that 2 Samuel 7 where God made the promise that you will have a kingdom forever. That Israel will be God's chosen people. He's appealing to this. God, You're a great God. You're steadfast love. And You've made a covenant to Your King, to David and to his offspring forever. And that You, God, You're going to build up the throne for all generations. So he's, that's the setting. And then he continues his praise. He's singing of the glory of God. Verse 5, Let the heavens praise Your wonders, O Lord, O Yahweh your faithfulness in the assembly of the Holy Ones. For who in the skies can be compared to Yahweh? Who among the heavenly beings is like Yahweh? A God greatly to be feared in the council of Holy Ones and awesome above all who are around Him. O Yahweh, God of hosts, who is mighty as you, O Yahweh. With your faithfulness, all around you you rule the raging of the sea when its waves rise you still them you crushed Rahab like a carcass you scattered your enemies with your mighty arm the heavens are yours the earth is also yours the world and all that's in it you have founded them the north and the south, you have created them. Tabor and Harmon, joyously praise your name. You have a mighty arm, strong is your hand. High your right hand. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Steadfast love and faithfulness go before you. Blessed are the people who know the festal shout, who walk, O oh, Yahweh, in the light of Your face, who exult in the name, Your name, all the day, and in Your righteousness are exalted. For You are the glory of their strength. By Your favor, our horn is exalted. For our shield belongs to Yahweh, our King to the Holy One of Israel. Of old you spoke in a vision to your godly one, and said, "I have granted help to one who is mighty. I have exalted one chosen from the people. I have found David my servant. With my ho- I have found David my servant with my holy oil. I have anointed him, so that my hand shall be established with him, my arm also shall strengthen him. The enemy shall not outwit him. The wicked shall not humble him." I will crush his foes before him and strike down those who hate him. My faithfulness and my steadfast love shall be with him. And in my name shall his horn be exalted. I will set his hand on the sea and his right hand on the rivers. He shall cry to me, You are my Father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. And I will make him the firstborn the highest of the kings of the earth. My steadfast love I will keep with Him forever, and my covenant will stand firm for Him. I will establish His offspring forever, and His throne as the days of the heavens. If His children forsake my law and do not walk according to my rules, if they violate my statutes and do not keep my commandments, then I will punish their transgression with the rod, and their iniquity with stripes. But I will not remove from Him my steadfast love or be false to my faithfulness. I will not violate my covenant or alter the word that went forth from my lips. Once for all I have sworn by my holiness, I will not lie to David. His offspring shall endure forever. His throne as long as a sun before me. Like the moon, it shall be established forever. A faithful witness in the skies. Alright, a lot to unpack here. <laughs> uh, let's dive in. You continue to see this language of, of Yahweh. The greatness, the glories of Yahweh. And He starts up in, in the heavens. Man, that, you're looking up. Those are things that are above us, beyond us and even the lord's creation in the heavens there is nothing nothing like the one true god he is great and greatly to be feared and he's a god of all the hosts that gather around him man he is he is mighty they serve him so he is the god of the heavens and then the author brings it uh, a little bit lower says, you are the gods of the earth, the raging sea. Man, we can't, we can't control the raging sea. But God, when the waves rise, you still them. They come to nothing. So God, he rules the earth, the authority over the earth. And then he brings it even down lower. You crush Rahab like a carcass. Rahab, this is a reference to Egypt. right? So the, the author is bringing back memories of Egypt would not let Israel out of slavery, to go worship the one true God. But God crushed the enemies uh, of Israel with His mighty hand in the rivers. Israel did nothing. God is doing all this. God, the ruler over the peoples of the earth, the kingdoms over the earth. And then He sums it up, the heavens are yours, the earth also is yours, and the world that is in it, you have founded them. So there is not nothing that has been created that the Lord has not founded. He's over all of it. This joyous exclamation of the glory of God. And then he says, even to the ends of the earth, the north, the south, you've created them. And then Tabor and, and Hermon. So Tabor, that's south. That's in the south of the kingdom. That's more of like a flat land and there's like one mountain. And then you got Mount Hermon and this is like a... This is like a, a, man, I've lost my my language here. Mountains. (laughs) Many mountains, the heights of them, and they're snow-capped. And they're in the north. Man, the mountains are praising your name. And then it goes to the strength of God. You are so strong. And then your righteousness. You are right. You are a just God. Everything you do is good. And then not only that, you're enacting justice as well. That's what your throne is built upon. Your throne is built upon righteousness and justice. And then we see with that, the love of God goes forth and His faithfulness goes before Him. Man, so this is a mighty king who is a good king. Because of His greatness, because of His character, man, we see that spill on to the people his chosen people, the people of Israel. Blessed. Blessed are the people who know the festal shout, the joyous shout, the glorious shout. Man, there's a blessing to be a part of that. Man, I'm, I'm thinking of, man, the, the just the shout and celebration that we had of baptism. Man, the Lord bringing out of death and into a newness of life, a festal shout. Man, blessed are those who walk in your ways, Lord, who, who walk in the light of your face. Oh, Yahweh, our covenant God. Man, they exalt in your name at all times. And they are righteous because you have made them righteous. Their righteousness has come upon them by association. And man, they're exalted. Man, the God is their glory. And God is their shield. He's their defense. This glorious God. And then this, it transitions into the covenant language. Going back to David, the king. A focus here. Sheol belongs to the Lord. Our king to the Holy One of Israel. And now it shifts to the earthly king. This David, servant of David. He's been anointed. And his strength. No enemies can come against him. Man, the God, He will cry out to God, You are my Father, my rock, my salvation, the firstborn, the highest of kings of all the earth, forever. You see this continual language here. Forever, forever. The Lord will do this. I will do this. I will do this forever. And then we see the consequences. Man, if His children forsake my law, if they violate my statutes, There will be punishment and transgression. But then there's hope. But I will not remove my steadfast love. I will be true to my word. And and then we move on. But now, now this is a lament. Lamenting. This is the punishment that's come upon. Singing of the punishment. But now, You have cast off and rejected. You are full of wrath against your anointed. You have renounced the covenant with your servant. You have defiled his crown in dust. You have breached all his walls. You have laid his strongholds in ruins. All who pass by plunder him. He has become the scorn of his neighbors. You have exalted the right hand of his foes. You have made all his enemies rejoice. You have also turned back the edge of His sword, and you have not made Him stand in battle. You have made His splendor to cease and cast His throne to the ground. You have cut short the days of His youth. You have covered Him with shame. A big, a big turn of events here. Right? The, the right arm, the strength and glory of God. And then that's brought on to the people and to the King of Israel. man, the covenant forever. But now, there's this questioning. The, the punishment has come, right? We see that punishment will come and now there's this, this, this cry of, man, this punishment is strong. It's tough. Man, it, it seems like everything that You have promised, everything that you, Your Word has said, it seems as if you have completely rejected it. Like like you have turned against us. Oh God, look at us. We are to to be strong, not outwitted. No one can humble. No one can crush us. But now, we're we're your wrath. It was your enemies that were your wrath, but now we're feeling your wrath. It's against your King seems like you've completely renounced this covenant. All of our walls are defense. They're, they're taken away. People just come by and they just plunder us. We have no defense. And there's no longer this grabbing of the sea to, to the rivers, right? The sea was thinking of this idea of the Red Sea to the Euphrates, the kingdom. Man, it is, seems like this is gone. The splendor of our King is no more. His youth, His days have been cut short. And instead of glory and being exalted and the righteousness associated with You, God, You have covered Him with shame. And that's that, that longing, that groaning. Lord, what is, what is going on? And he continues, "How long, O Lord, O Yahweh, continue to remember that covenant language. How long, O Yahweh, will you hide yourself forever? How long will your wrath burn like fire? Remember how short my time is for what vanity you have created all the children of men. What man can live and never see death? Who can deliver his soul from the power of Shell? Man, so this is the chosen people, the covenant language. And he's, he's coming, O oh, covenant God, are you hiding yourself forever? How long? <laughs> have, y'all, have y'all ever felt that question? How long, O oh Lord, the groaning inside? It's like your wrath is upon me. Father, remember, remember who, who I am. I'm, I'm nothing, I'm short, my time is, is vain. Father, I need deliverance from the power of shell. It's not like I'm going to, what's going to happen after, after I die? And this, this groaning here, we see a turn. A turn from here is the punishment that you have brought upon us, Lord. And now we see this turn of a starting of appeal to God. God, how how long? How long is your punishment going to continue and appeal to God to remember the covenant promise that He made? And we see that continued in 49. Lord, where is your steadfast love of old? Which by your faithfulness you swore to David, Remember, O Lord, how your servants are mocked, how I bear in my heart the insults of the many nations with which your enemies mock. O Lord. Oh Yahweh, with which they mock the footsteps of your anointed. So here He's coming again, of Lord, remember, remember your love. I know that your love is there. It was once there. Father, bring it back. This punishment is, is more than we can bear. Father, where is your steadfast love? And that, that is the cry. Where is this love? And that's, that's where this psalm ends. Appealing to God of, look, you have brought your, your people so low. Your king is so low that, God, your enemies are mocking your chosen people. It seems as if you've put your chosen people below your own enemies, O oh God. And that's the end of the psalm. A cry unto unto the Lord. And this is also the close of the book. But how this book closes is in verse 52. The third book of Psalms. Blessed be Yahweh forever. Amen and Amen. (laughs) That's how it ends. There's this, this groaning. This, Lord, I can't bear this. Where are You? Oh God. This punishment is too much for us to bear. Where is your steadfast love? Your enemies are prospering. They mock us. They're over us. But yet still we see in the heart a holding fast to the promises of God. Blessed be Yahweh forever. Amen and amen. Faithful and true to what we see at the beginning. I will sing of the steadfast love of Yahweh forever. I'll make known all the faith, your faithfulness to all generations. Man, that's, our, that's the cry uh, of the people of Israel at this time. There is hope. The kingdoms, the kings are suffering, They're full of shame. There are people of, of mocking. People are plundering them, but there's still this hope of, Yahweh, I'll remember your promise. That your steadfast love would continue forever, that we are, there would be a throne that is built forever. When is when is that gonna when is that gonna happen? How long, O oh Lord? Man, this is this is great reminders. We're about to look at the answer of that question. We know that question's been answered, and that question's in Jesus Christ. But but a, a few things to to know here is one. Man, let us, let us hold fast, fast through the word and promises of God, even in the midst of suffering. Hold fast and remember who God is. So we might be tempted to let our circumstances dictate how we view God. But here, and I will sing of your steadfast love forever. It doesn't seem like God's love is steadfast at the moment with the circumstances that they're in. But there's still this hope and this proclamation of, God, I know who you are. I know you're faithful to your word. Blessed be God forever. And that is the praise that should come off our lips, regardless of circumstances, because we know God is faithful and to his word and his promises. And it might not happen in our timeline. <laughs> right? There might be suffering that happens. You know, we might have suffering for our puni- consequences of our, of our sin. For, for We might bear those for a while. But there is hope in, in Christ. We have great hope. Now, let's go back real quick. And let's look. Okay, my countdown timer is frozen. All right, look, look back at 89. Uh, sorry, look at verses... Uh, 19, 18, kind of going on. For our shield, think of Jesus. Now, right, as, as we think of this, I want you all to think of Jesus. Our shield belongs to the Lord, Yahweh our King, to the Holy One of Israel. Of old you spoke in a vision, your Godly One, and said, I have granted help to one who is mighty. I have exalted one chosen from the people. I have found my David, my, my servant with holy oil. I have anointed him. My hand shall be established upon him. My arm shall strengthen him. Uh, No one can outwit him. Uh, They shall not humble him. The foes will be crushed. I will strike down those who hate him. My faithfulness, steadfast love shall be with him. His horn will be exalted. He will have authority over a kingdom. He will cry out, You are my Father, my God, the rock of my salvation. And I will make him the firstborn, the highest of the kings of the earth. My steadfast love will keep with him forever, and my covenant will stand firm for him. His offspring, I will establish him forever in his thrones as the days of the heavens. And if his children forsake my law and do not walk in according to my rules, my violate my statutes and do not keep my commandments. I will punish their transgressions with the rod and their iniquity with stripes. But I will not remove from him my steadfast love. Or be false to my faithfulness. And then continue on. thirty thirty-eight. 38. But now you have cast off and rejected. Think of Jesus who's bearing this punishment. You have cast off and rejected the King. You are the full of wrath against your anointed. You have renounced the covenant with your servant. You have defiled his crown in the dust. You have breached his walls. You have laid his strongholds in ruin. All who pass by plunder him. He is the scorn of his neighbors. You've exalted the right hand of his enemies. They rejoice. Uh, You've turned back the edge of the sword. You've not made him stand in battle. His splendor has ceased. He's cast his throne to the ground. You've cut short the days of his youth. You have covered him with shame. How long, O Lord, will you hide yourself forever? All right, let's look at Matthew 27. I just want us to continue to see Jesus uh, as a fulfillment of this. The punishment of God. And they are facing the wrath of God. But they, the steadfast love of God has not ceased. Because He has the one true King, Jesus. He's sending His Son to bear the full punishment. Man, that, and what we just read, that's just a glimpse uh, of the punishment. But Jesus is going to bear it. Their full punishment. Matthew 27. Let's, uh, let's start in verse 22. Pilate said to them, Then what shall I do with Jesus who is called Christ? They all said, Let him be crucified. And he said, Why? What evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, Let him be crucified. So this is Pilate, the, the Roman governor at the time. Uh, and he's talking with the people the Hebrews the people of Israel and they're saying crucify Jesus just a few days earlier they were laying down branches before Jesus and cloaks and worshipping Jesus like a king coming into his kingdom but here here they are crucify him so when pilate saw that he was gaining nothing but rather a riot was beginning he took water washed his hands before the crowd saying i'm innocent of this man's blood see to it yourselves And all the people answered, His blood be on us and our children. Ah, They had no idea what they were saying at that moment. Then he released for them Barabbas, and having scourged Jesus, scourged with the whips that we read about earlier, delivered him to be crucified. When the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the governor's headquarters, and they gathered the whole battalion before him, and they stripped him, and put a scarlet robe on him, mocking him, and twisting together a crown, but a crown of thorns. They placed it on his head, and put a reed in his right hand, and kneeling, mocking before him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! And they spit on him, and they took the reed and struck him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they stripped him of the robe, They put his clothes on him and led him away to be crucified. And as they went out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon, uh, and they compelled this man to carry his cross. When they came to a place called Gagatha, they offered him wine to drink mixed with gall, but when he tasted it, he would not drink it. And when they had crucified him, they divided his garments among them by casting lots. Then they sat down and kept a watch over Him there. And over His head they put the charge against Him which read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. And then two robbers who were crucified with Him, one on the right and one on the left. And those who passed by derided Him, wagging their heads and saying, You who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself! And the robbers who were crucified with Him reviled Him in the same way. Man, we see here and this King, Jesus, fully God, fully man, lived a perfect life. A King who's, who's stripped, who's, who is being scorned, spit upon, The one who created all of these people. The one who came to save the very Hebrews and Israelites that that are speaking out against him. The king who does not come down for the cross because he knows that he needs to die for their sins. They can't bear the punishment of God, but he can bear the punishment of God. Now the sixth hour there was darkened over all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lema sabbath, thani. That is my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of the bystanders hearing it said, this man is calling Elijah. And one of them at once ran and took a sponge, filled it with sour wine and put a reed on it and gave it to him to drink. But the others said, wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, the rocks were split, the tombs were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the tombs were his resurrection. They went into the holy city and appeared to many. When the centurion and those who were with him, keeping watch over Jesus, saw the earthquake and what took place, They were filled with awe and said, Truly, this was the Son of God. And Jesus, Jesus is the one that bears the full wrath of God. He's the one that bears the punishment that we deserve from our sins. God, the Creator of all things. Man, He comes to a people that rebelled against Him. And God. And Jesus submits His life to His enemies. And it looks like there is no victory. Where is this throne? Where is this eternal kingdom coming? This is Jesus, King of the Jews. He's like any other man, they say. He's going to go down. Ah, but that's, that's the joy. That's the beauty of the Gospel. We keep reading. Let's look at 28. He is not here, for He is risen. As He said, Come, see the place where He lay. Then go and quickly tell His disciples that He is risen from the dead. And behold, He is going before you to Galilee. There you will see Him. See, I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell His disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came up and took hold of His feet and worshipped Him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. Man, here's the beauty of the gospel. This suffering, the punishment that we deserve for our disobedience, for our idolatry that that we have in our lives. Christ bears that punishment for us. He's the only one that can bear it. And He is great and glorious because He died and He rose on the third day. He conquered death. There's that question in Psalms of, who can save a man from Sheol? The answer is Jesus. Because when Jesus dies and raises from the dead, there is a releasing uh, of people. God resurrects and he will come again. And when Jesus comes again, he will draw his people onto him and there will be a creation of a new heavens and new earth. Sin will be no more and justice will be brought and his wrath poured upon the enemy of God. Man, if there are any of you who do not know Jesus today, that do not know Him as your Savior. That that you have not submitted to Him as Lord King of your life. And I encourage you to do so today. Turn. Turn from your way of sin and trust in the work of Jesus Christ that He bore your punishment. And He defeated the consequences of sin. Trust in that. Talk to someone. Celebrate that. Let's praise the name of God. Do that today. And brothers and sisters, those of us who have repented and believed, when when we sin, we we know that the consequences of our sin have been paid by the blood of Christ. There, there's no legalism of earning salvation before God. Your debt has been paid. Christ cannot be crucified again. But that's also not a license to sin. <laughs> we just don't go sinning because our debt is paid. Man, we have been made into a new creation. We seek to honor the one true God. And, and there may be some punishment for our sin that we experience on this earth but we can have hope that the steadfast love of God is with us forever. And the ultimate punishment we deserve, we will never face because that's been put on Jesus Christ, our one true King. The steadfast love of King Jesus in His time who bore our wrath so that we can know and walk with the one true God, that we can be saved from the consequences of our sin. And that's the joy of Psalm 89. Let us extol and praise the name of Jesus Christ. This is our application. That's what we sing. We sing the steadfast love of our King, Jesus. That's what we do, regardless of circumstances. We sing. And we're also called to appeal when, when we're in suffering, even if it's for our, our, our own sin, we appeal to God and say, Father, remember Your promises that, that You have made. We remember who God is and we live accordingly and we cry out and sing accordingly. Man and then we hold fast to that truth. We encourage one another. Hey, this is the truth that we have in Christ. He will return. We honor the one true king one true king. His word is sure. But let us pray. Father, thank you for for your word. Father, thank you for Psalm 89 what it looks like in the midst of suffering, to extol and praise the one true King, to hold fast to Your truth, to appeal to You, God, even in the midst of suffering. Father, may we be a people that holds fast to Your Word, that we believe it. Father, there is a repenting and a rejoicing in You, Father. We are Your people. Your righteousness You have poured upon us in Jesus Christ. It's been given to us not by anything we've done, but because of of who Christ is. Father, you exalt us in your eyes because of the work of Christ. And we praise the holy name of Jesus Christ. Father, would you save those that do not know you, the one true God. May they know the joy. May they know what it's like to exalt in Jesus, and the King. Father, may they know what it's like to have a shield from the enemy. Father, you are a holy God and worthy to be praised. And and we are about to celebrate the death and resurrection of Christ and the Lord's Supper in remembrance of his body and his blood spilt for us, Father. May we honor you with our lives. We are new creations. May we find joy in that. May we worship God, Jesus, the one true King. And it's his son's name we pray. Amen. Amen.